hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yes, good Saturday morning once again. My name is Rick Zamprin. Rob Golfie is over there. He's sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also with us in studio today, Philip Golfie, sales rep with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L. FI.com. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That phone number again, 905-575-7700. They're all over social media, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, real estate related, you can email your questions to questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again, questions at robgolfie.com. We have a number of topics that we're going to get to, including an upcoming excursion that the uh, or at least these two members of the golfy team are going to be on uh bff weddings apparently costing millennials <laughs> in more ways than one uh, we have some tips for landlords who are renting properties themselves we'll talk about holding offers uh, we'll also discuss uh what's more important style or location uh but we'll begin the day with uh, how the market is open but i guess you want to begin the day with uh, maybe an acknowledgement to yeah. some of our listeners yeah it's uh it's since we started the show we were you know we we really didn't have an idea where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we always knew, what, you know, what we wanted to do. And, and there's sometimes, you know, we're stuck with topics or we're stuck with, with that sort of thing. But it, it seems like every time I, I'm, I constantly run into people and they're like, Hey, I, I listened to your show. It's a great show. Oh, I, I think I heard you on the radio on, on your real estate show. You guys were talking about this and, and, you know, the constant outreach is awesome. Um, you know, it's whether it's, you know, you know, people calling us to come list their house because of the show or, or people just sending us emails in, whether it's to plug a product that they have or, or just a standard real estate question. Um, you know, it's, it's awesome to, to be able to, to, you know, hear that feedback from everybody and, and it feels really good. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just keep on sending your questions. A lot of them that we, we don't get to on the show, we'll, we'll answer them, you know. Sometimes you know, some, personally, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, usually it's just a quick response. Nice. Um, and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, keep on sending your questions and, and we're happy to help. And the, uh, the feedback has been, been tremendous. I was actually in line at, at Tim Hortons the other day and I, I see this person looking at me and I'm, I'm like looking over my shoulder. I'm like, I'm trying to think if there's like something wrong. If, you know, if there's a toilet paper <laughs> on, on the face. bottom of my shoe or something like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like looking around and she's like, Hey, like, are you a real estate agent? And I'm like, yeah, like my name's Phil Golfie. Nice to meet you. And she goes, she goes, you're on that, you're on that show. I'm like, yeah, the Hamilton real estate show is Rick Zamprin. And I start laughing and everybody else in line, like kind of like peeks over and, and we're, you know, and she's like, I listen to the show every Saturday oh, morning. Awesome. Like it's, it's awesome. I love the show. So yeah. I know there's listeners out there and, and, you know, a lot of, you know, we, we won't, you know, we don't necessarily know who we, who they are, but when we run into them, it's, it's always a good mm-hmm. feeling to, to see the feedback. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah we try to keep the show real and something that you know every day we're not it, it's not uh not scripted and uh and uh, we try to bring you information that is actually happening uh at the moment at the time mm-hmm. uh, with uh, real estate so uh you know we just want to appreciate and thank everybody for listening 
it oh. uh, it uh, it really means a lot for us. Yeah, and like a lot of the mainstream, you know, real estate news isn't, you know, it's it's very vague. It's very uh, numbers oriented. Mm-hmm. It's very hard if you're not, you know, in the real estate industry or, or a real estate agent. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around as to what's going on in the current marketplace. So uh, it kind of gives us, you know, gives us and our team an outlet to kind of, you know let people know what's going on in the current market right now as we work in it. So yeah. that was that was one of our main goals and, and I think we've you know we're achieving that based on the feedback we that we've got definitely so. and 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 i know we've had some stats from time time to time and i think people are interested in that but uh, you know a lot of the times we're having whether it's solar panels or home yeah. inspectors or you know pool pool, pool shops yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's been informative for us too like yeah. we're, we're coming on the show and we're you know we're asking questions that a regular consumer would ask it's not you know so we're you know we're taking you know awesome takeaways from the show that mm-hmm. that we're taking back to the team and and for that matter we're taking to our clients that that and that's a conversation that we wouldn't have had if it wasn't for the radio show right. so it's it's always fun and exciting to get in here on a saturday morning and you know sometimes feeling better than others and, <laughs> but uh it's it's uh it's a good time and, and it's something that we love doing so sure. if you want to you know for the listeners out there if there's a topic that you want us to touch on and or or if there's you know a certain individual that you want to get in here or if you want to even you know come on our show you know yourself Let us know. if you think mm-hmm. that yeah if you think you have you know something that you want to talk about on our, our show we would love to hear from you and and you know it's it's you know when somebody comes on the show, we, we just tell them, hey, listen, you know, don't bring don't bring notes. You know, yeah, it's, it's, just be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. It's a it's an open conversation. Yeah. It's you know, you don't you don't got to come out with a with an essay or, or anything <laughs> like that. And you know, it's just you know, it's just three guys sitting around a table talking in front yeah. of a microphone. So it's fun that way. That's what it's all about. All right, let's get uh, kick started on uh, some of our topics today. We'll start with uh, how is the market? We're we're into October now. The 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 temperature certainly changed. Market is moving uh, moderately. Um, I, I would say, okay. Like I'm not saying it's not it's not moving fast. Okay. And we fi- we have a tendency finding that the first two weeks of the month are usually a lot slower than the 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 second two weeks, the last two weeks of the month. Um, so, so we actually do probably 75% of our business in the last two weeks of the month. So we're going to find that out in the next two weeks okay. as we're coming uh, so, to the middle of the month. So right why now. is that discrepancy like that? Why is the last two weeks always it's, busier? It's, it's, it, yeah. it, it, it is weird. We don't know. And a friend of mine owns uh, several car dealerships. And I asked them the same thing, right? So they're, they're, they look at numbers. They want to mm-hmm. see if they're selling cars. And he said the same thing. He said the last two weeks of the month, our car sales are a lot higher than the first two weeks. And it's just the way the consumers are. Who knows? Bills come in at the beginning of the month. Who knows? Things, people got to pay their rent. Yeah. And, you know, maybe their mortgage payments are due. Um, I, I don't know. It just it just seems that towards the end of the month is that when our bulk of our sales happen. So, um, and I know we've been getting, we've been getting a lot of calls. A lot of people are, are right now in fear mo- mode right now. There's a lot of people that have houses up for sale with their realtors and they're not getting action on it. And uh, and they're scared. I'm getting the calls. They're just say, Rob, you know. And I said, just you know, I says I can't discuss anything. You're under contract. Right. I go, you know, you know, how, you know, when your when your contract's up, you know, we can sit down and talk, or unless he lets you out of the contract. But otherwise, um, you know, there's no sense talking, right? Um, but the one thing that um, we're finding is is that some of the like um, some of the agents are still working doing their comparables based on numbers from earlier this year. Now, those agents that are doing that, they haven't sold, you know, they don't know the market as well as we do because we sell a lot of homes. We don't go past 60, 90 days in, in finding out what, what comparables we use on for their house. So if you have, a, let's say, a four-bedroom house 
and it's you know 2,800 square feet, and they're selling for like 750 to 800,000. Um, some other agents, they not they don't sell that many homes. They may go back into April and say, hey, you know, there's one here that sold for a million, <laughs> and they're going to list it for a million. Right. Meanwhile, and they're way off, and, and they're way off. So now the homeowner's like, "Wow, this is great!" So they're going to believe the guy, the guy with the high number, and then also they're going to go through a tremendous amount of uh, anxiety for the next, you know, three to six months on their contract. Right. Um, so you got to watch out for that. Now, there's other other realtors out there that you know they're saying, "Hey, we can, you know, we can put your house into competition," and they they put it up for sale, and and there is no competition. Um, so then they, they put the price and they start at a, a high number, which they should have started at a, a low number. And so the, now all of a sudden they got this high number they uh, or th- this low number. Now they're dropped, they're putting the price up. Mm-hmm. So they start, let's say they start the house at, at 600, then they put it at six, uh, 650. So people see that the consumer, they are watching realtor.ca every single day uh, on the, uh, on the system. And uh, so the one thing is, be careful on what you price your house on and everything else. Like we're 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 going in and and, and we're not afraid to tell the the consumer this is where the number shows. We bring our laptops with us and we show them and we know everybody wants more, but it depends how long they want their house for sale. If they if they want to go 6 months, that's fine. We'll we'll, we'll go with them for 6 months cuz we're going to be here. But if somebody needs to sell their house, they need they need somebody that can stand up to them and say, hey, listen, here's here's the number. You can go with the guy with the higher number. And we always ask people, what's more important to uh, to you? And if and if they say, well, who gives me the highest number? I go, you know what? Right. We're, we're the wrong we're the wrong company because we're going to give them the most exposure with our marketing. Yeah, you yeah. want to give them the right number. Yeah. Not, not the highest number, right? Because exactly. any, anybody can give them the highest but, number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and people do not go with the guy with the highest number, and and because you are gonna you are gonna pay a hefty price on that because now you're chasing the market, and when you're chasing the market, you will end up at the end of the day with less money. Your outcome will be less, no matter what, whatever the sale price is. You would be it would be a lot less than if you actually priced it right. Yeah. Yeah. Another example of why you should be interviewing multiple agents, multiple yeah. realtors, right? I, I, everybody always wants to wants to ask, you know, one of the common questions is, how do I get somebody to overpay for my listing? And I always say, well, price it right. I go, if you overprice your house, nobody's going to overpay for it. Right. But if you price it at the market value or or even even just a touch below the market value in terms of a, a, a dollar value of, you know, five to $10,000, Somebody will come in that you you create a potential for competition, and it and it it makes your house more attractive. Um, the most important thing is is getting buyers through the front door. The more people that come through your house, the more chance that you have at more offers or even higher offers. Yeah. you know what I mean. If you know everybody's scrolling the internet, if they see your house online and and they and people are experts in real estate now. There's so much information online that that. The average consumer knows if your house is is overpriced mm. or not, just because you know there's those people that that scroll every night. They come home, they're you know scrolling agent websites, Realtor.ca, and they know what's going on in their neighborhood, right? So people have a better understanding and a better idea as to you know what real market value is for a house, and and you know it shows when when you throw up a listing and, and nobody's seeing it, it it shows that it's overpriced. You 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 know. And everybody's like, well, how do you know if it's overpriced? I go, well, if you have, you know, one showing in the first 10 days, 
you're overpriced. Yeah, you yeah. are overpriced. So what is a good number in that in that regard? Yeah, like it depends. It obviously depends on location, and and right. I, you know, and speaking for more of the you know the the bigger buyer pool numbers, you know, you know, taking your luxury and, and big detached houses out of it. But if you're in a you know a single family town, you know, you want to have five showings within the first week. Hmm. You know, five showings yeah. within, within even more, even and, more. And if it's priced right, you if it's priced right. You should have about I, I'd say about fifteen to twenty showings in, in about uh, two to two and a half to three yeah. weeks. Okay. You, yeah. you should have that. And then and then and then from there, that's when you go back and reevaluate your house. So now if you've had fifteen or twenty showings and you still don't got an offer, mm-hmm. that's when you might know that you you might be overpriced or or based on the feedback as to what's going on. For example, you know sometimes you'll walk into a house and there and there won't be a dining room table, right? But there's 15 or 20 people that have come through, that, and you know they're all going to say the same thing. You know, there's no place for for my family to eat, right? right so right. it's stuff like that. But you 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 get a good idea in, in in terms of adjusting to the market within the first the first week or mm. week to ten days as to you know you know where you're going to sit. You know, you can kind of gauge it. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, what's more important, style or location. We'll also have some uh, tips for landlords renting properties themselves. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Raybacks Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Facebook, a, a fantastic Facebook page. Just search Rob Golfie. And uh, they're all over Twitter and Instagram as well. At Rob Golfie is the Twitter and Instagram handles. A number of topics today bff weddings and uh, they're apparently keeping millennials uh, out of the uh, real estate market tips for landlords renting properties themselves we'll talk about holding offers as well uh, but we'll continue our discussion with uh, what is more important style or location we've heard for decades location 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 is that still location, the number one factor? yes location is important uh, and when it comes to both uh, when, when buying investment and uh, moving in. So now earlier this year, we knew the market was a little bit uh, crazy mm-hmm. when it, with uh, all the... Um, I think you uh, referred to it as stupid. The stupid market. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very I'll never stupid market. That. So, but now we're paying the price for that. Yeah, yeah. Now we're paying the price. You know, the market's calmed down and now buyers are a little scared still. They're sitting on the fence. They'll come back. They'll come back. But um, location is important. So now, for instance, all those houses in the north end of Hamilton, uh, very north, uh, north of Barton Street, that probably wouldn't sell in a normal normal market have sold this year. The good thing about that is the people that bought them, they're cleaning them up and fixing them up and they're turning the neighborhoods around. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about it. Now, if we were continuously in this market that we're in now, it would take forever. Um, I remember guys in the early 90s, they paid a fortune for those houses in the North End, and it took them 20 years before they could even sell the house hmm. for exactly what they paid for, and they lived there for 20 years paying a mortgage. Wow. So that that happened a lot here in Hamilton. So, so things are changing. 
but location is a big difference, especially in the market like we're in right now. Now, the market that we're in right now, um, it, 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 it's a little bit more balanced. It's a good time for buyers, I'm telling you, a good time for buyers. Uh, because uh, sometimes people are, are overpricing and they're waiting for an offer and they'll take anything because now uh, the, the listing's been on the market for a long time mm. and they just got to sell. Now they, they push the market. So for buyers, now's a good time. The next next uh, um, 60 days, uh, I would be looking and, and, and you'll definitely find something uh, something that's a pretty good deal. Starting in the new year, um, I think uh, we're not going to have the same situation happen like it did in the previous two years, especially this year. But I, th I do think the market is still going to go up. You know, we're going to get three to five percent increase right. in, in, in sales uh, for for home for the homes. But definitely location. Location is uh, your your gold. If you buy a house, you got a good location. You'll always be able to resell that house, no matter what the market is. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, so you mentioned North End. Uh, a lot of people have bought homes in the North End, and as you mentioned, they've they've cleaned those homes up. So now they might have a lot more style to them. Um, when does style trump location? When that style is just out of this world, amazing. When does it stump? Like, like for instance, um, you, you mean like the north? You're talking about the north end. So I'll give you an example. You have you have two homes. One is a great location, but it doesn't really look that great. The style, I mean, it needs a lot of upgrades. Uh, but then you have a house that might not be in the best location, but it looks fantastic. You, you will get you will get top dollar for that area, mm. but you better maintain that house to that to that same level. Uh, otherwise, if you let it deteriorate you will lose money faster right. than 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 the other house that that the house is not as nice but in the better yeah. location so uh, odds are they'll always they'll always drift to the location yeah. the, the, the location is always going to beat yeah. uh beat any anything you know like it's it's location and the aspects of location have they changed because it used to be if you're close to a school you know fantastic if you're close to a shopping center you know that that's great uh transportation i.e bus or highways that's still key are those still yeah. the kind of the yeah, absolutely you know close to buses and everything and what happened was in the north end we had a lot of out-of-town agents coming in with their buyers mm. and and selling them houses that they didn't even know the market yeah. it's like you know i mean there's streets on like you know there's some really nasty streets in hamilton that i i wouldn't recommend to my clients and because we know hamilton but these out-of-town agents coming from toronto coming in here they have no clue they look at the neighborhoods like any other neighborhood sure. once they move in they go oh my god you know what i mean like they have uh, they have some issues going on in that neighborhood, and so we have to. So those and that's how those homes get sold. Mm. We end up picking those sellers up after those buyers that bought. Now they're selling, and we're saying, you know what, you kind of overpaid for this house a little bit because this is a neighborhood that's kind of a little tougher to sell. Right, right. But because you used your agent from Toronto, didn't know this neighborhood, now they're going to pay the price for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and in terms of style, and if it's in a great location, you're going to get top dollar for that. I mean, yeah, that's that's I the mean, double barrel, right? I mean, there was a, there was a big news story that ran. I, I want to say six months ago during the heat of the market. That was you know what a million dollars can get you in Toronto, what right. a million dollars can get you in Hamilton, and what a million dollars can get you in Niagara Falls. And the difference was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it was like in, in Toronto, you're you're in a little shoebox that's the size of you know the studio right now. Yeah, in Hamilton, yeah. you'll get a you know nice two story detached house with some upgrades, and then. In Niagara Falls, you're looking at a, you know... A luxury a, home. Yeah, you're looking at a 5,000-square-foot house backing yeah. onto a ravine or, or the escarpment. So that's, you know, if you just compare those factors, right, you know, 
that those those Toronto people must be kicking themselves saying, hey, listen, you know, look what Niagara Falls has to offer once <laughs> yeah. we're once we're retired or once we're, you know, not working anymore. Let's right. head down there. So it's it's always I think, you know, in proximity to where you are in terms of a location is what always it's always going to be important because or else everybody would just do that. Right. And, exactly. and in this in this, um, you know, this kind of topic derives from a, a poll that Remax did and and 91 percent said location is most important. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your buying pool, it's, it's always important. Um, we have a story from Phil. Don't celebrate the big sale just yet. So what's this all about? Yeah, so I, um, there was a house in Grimsby that I lost out in competition with my client about three or four months ago. And I, I got a call yesterday on my phone. The, the agent calls me up and says, hey, Phil, um, I know you, you were interested in this property. Um, I'm just calling to notify you that it's not going to close. So when we first lost out in competition and I found out the the sale price, I was like, there's no way that house is worth it. I was like, hey, guys, listen, I, I'm sorry to tell you that you lost, but I mean, these people overpaid for this house by, you know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars mm. and that's and that's fine. Right. And and, you know, I I said to my dad, I was like, you know what, like that, you know, that's that's what they got. And he was he was like, that's unbelievable. I can't believe they got it. So. And our heads already were kind of like, you know, we hope that, you know, it, would, it should be interesting to see if that closes. So you mm-hmm. fast forward, you know, to the closing day, I get a call from the realtor. Hey, listen, it's 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 not closing. The bank. So pro- is it is it the bank? The bank's not. Yeah, uh, I I mean, he didn't he didn't really say the reason as to why it's not closing. But you know, in, in terms of speculation, I would assume it's it's financing. Right. Right. Um, the house probably wouldn't appraise for the purchase price, and and therefore the the buyers would have to come up with the the difference. Right. Um, so, so that's, what's going on. So I went back to my clients and I said, Hey guys, it's, you know, we're, we're actually still looking for a house and, and they haven't found anything yet. So we might circle back on the property and actually get it for, you know, a much more reasonable reasonable price. And even since then, you know, the market conditions in Grimsby have, have come down a bit in terms of a price standpoint. So it should be interesting to see that one. But I mean, (laughs) it's, you know, we don't know what's going on that, on that on that side of the of the real estate transaction, but but and and I'm not just saying this happens to everybody else except us because this has happened on our our side. We we did have a house that that did not close on the time, but the difference between us and what we do to protect our clients is we got a hundred thousand dollar deposit, right? And they came to us and they said, "Hey, listen, we're not going to be able to close. We need to make some changes to the house. Um, here's how we're going to do it." So. The reason why they didn't walk away is because they have a hundred grand invested in the right. in, in the they property. They're going to lose that yeah. if yeah. they and, don't and close. So, they, that, so that's the carrot, right? Yeah. So they're they're they came to us begging to work with us, mm. right? They're not they're not walking away, and we're not begging to work. We're saying we're we're saying, hey, listen, you know, you have a hundred thousand dollar deposit. We still want the house to close. My seller still wants the house to close, but they still need to buy it. So we're all working together instead of just losing that deal. So right. there's kind of a difference in terms of, you know, how to protect your client um, and, and ensuring that the, the house still does close at the end of the transaction. Right. And and especially for those ones that go way over asking price or or the ones that sold in the heat of the market and the market conditions have changed. Mm. We had one that um, we were, I, I, I think we were, we were asking somewhere around the three, 350, 375 range and we ended up getting uh, 420 for it. But then somebody came in at 460. Oh. Now, it, it and I, my client, I said to them, I go, look, I go, I know the 460 looks nice. The the 420 was a cash offer. The 460 looks good. It's conditional. I and I and I just said, 
be careful because there's no way this house will appraise no way like so like this was a toronto buyer i don't know if they were cash but mm -hmm. they did have to get financing we took the 420 it closed everything's all good it was a sure thing it was a, it was a sure thing so th there's a judgment call believe me that's forty thousand dollars on the table yeah but if we went for that greed and went for the extra 40 and it didn't close then we'd be putting it right back up for sale right now in right. this market and probably luckily if we get three, three, yeah. three seventy. So now you're down, you know, fifty yeah. grand, right? Yeah. So. yeah. so you have to be. So like, there, there's judgment calls, and also like during during the the spring market when the the market was was going stupid and crazy, um, we were asking for large deposits, yeah. and it, it, we were making it tough. For people to walk away from, mm -hmm. you know, even if they overpaid, say, hey, too bad. Listen, you don't want to, you know, you can't walk away from it. If they did, our clients made money. Right. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? There was yeah. that buffer in there that they can say, you know what? We can sell it for 20, 30 or 40,000 less because we got their deposit right. and we still can go forward. And that is, and that's how we, we adjust quickly. Like, like we have meetings every Tuesday morning and, and we talk about things. So we adjust to the market as it's happening so a lot of people don't realize that and and then they get caught up and all of a sudden now look look at this guy here they mm -hmm. yeah. they, they they overpaid they can't close now they're coming back to us and say hey listen do you have that buyer and yeah. they're not going to get what yeah. they wanted they should have yeah. they should went with a sure thing versus a a higher number and you know but that's the way life goes right in that uh, 420 versus 460 scenario 460 with conditions how much of a psychologist and psychiatrist do you have to be to the client <laughs> because you know they're, they're probably sweating but you've seen yeah. this yeah you know, yeah in, in your, so many years. um you know what they, they were very good clients of mine and i've sold a lot a lot of homes for uh, him and his family and uh they they trust me and uh believe me you, you don't think i want to sell that for more oh, money sure. yeah. but i i just i saw i saw red flags on that one mm -hmm. and unless they're willing to come up with a bigger deposit and uh, and uh and cash offer i told him don't go near that one yeah. Yeah. One of the big things is when I'm working with my clients is is knowing the agent who's bringing in the offer, right? So if it's somebody from our office or somebody from, you know, within, you know, our geographic area, you know, we know a lot of the agents that, that you know, usually do most of the business, right? right. You, you'd recognize their name. You'd, There's you'd credibility. Understand. Credibility. Yeah. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. so so in knowing that agent, you, you, you know that they wouldn't work with somebody that isn't either prepared that you know that doesn't have financing secured or right. or that sort of thing so you know when during that time when we we experienced the influx of toronto buyers there was a lot of the time where where you know sometimes we would leave money on the table to ensure that we would work with a local agent to just just because we know that it comes with that credibility mm -hmm. of their offer right it's not like this toronto agent that we've, we've never, never heard of heard we've never heard yeah. of they don't know our market, and I'm not saying we know theirs, but they they definitely don't know our market when they come into our market and start you know putting in these big offers on these yeah. properties. It's yeah. it's you know, I'm it's, thinking it's, it's yeah, it's their offer doesn't come with as much credibility as to one uh, that an agent that we actually know that we've worked with before yeah. that we you know what I mean. It's, you're, you're playing yeah. the percentages. Well, yeah. and the other thing is, if an agent's coming all the way from Toronto to come into Hamilton with their client. I'm thinking, okay, this guy must not sell that many homes in his Toronto market for him to come into a lower market yeah. and and sell them a house. And then I'm thinking, okay, there, there there must not be that much experience with this agent. And so there, so like we we watch everything. We watch, you know, it, it, other agents' track record, everything. I mean, like we know who in our market who we deal with, and and it, we know that they do their homework. They get the client pre-approved mm -hmm. and everything else like that. We ha I'll, I'll give you another scenario. We had. Two agents from Hamilton bringing us an offer. One agent had a higher offer, and the other one had a lower offer. The higher offer agent, his credibility was not that good. 
the low, we went with the lower offer just because of the fact we knew that it was more of a sure thing. The other right. agent had, you know, ha- has a track record of, you know, deals falling apart and, and not happening. It, that's my job to protect my client right. to make sure that if we pick the wrong offer, guess what? We we hurt that listing and it could cost us thousands. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's a lot of credibility that goes with it. And, and that's why, I mean, like we know more about other realtors than uh, because we do more, and and that that there's a lot of experience and a lot of uh, training that goes with that, and so people be careful when you when you hire a realtor, uh, make sure yeah it's, you it, it, know it, their it, reputation. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to find the reputation. I'm not going to criticize another agent. I'm not going to put him down because mm-hmm. that, that's unprofessional. They got to figure a way and find out somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is this the right guy that I'm representing? Yeah. Because sometimes we do see clients, uh, people out there. They list with a house, and we're going, "Oh my God! Like, why? How did that right. guy get? You know, how did they pick that guy? Like, you know, it happens. It's it's in every industry. It's in every occupation. Can uh, people who are selling their home can they can they call a a government body? Can they can they <laughs> can they <laughs> Can they Google the realtor's name? No, yeah. they, they can't Google. Kind of the, can they, they do? They can. I, I, I would definitely Google the realtor's name. Okay. I, I, you know, some of the questions you got to ask them. You know, how many homes have you sold? And 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 find and get proof of it. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Because if they've only sold three, four homes. They're not going to be as experienced in dealing with with offers. Like you don't know. There's so many things that are thrown at you, and you're right. dealing with one of your most expensive investments. And and you have if you have a, an amateur person that is w- working for you, and and it's a half million dollar house, and there's one mistake. And I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example, a really good mistake. A friend of mine, hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, we have to go to break soon. Am I correct? Yeah, you got a couple minutes. Okay, so he, I, I normally deal with a lot of his uh, uh, properties and everything. So he sells, uh, he calls me up, he says, Rob, what do you think of this uh, uh, house that I have? It's a commercial house. I says, I said, if you can t- if you can get a half a million dollars on that privately, go for it. Take mm-hmm. it and run. I mm-hmm. says, You're, that's a great price for it. So he signs it for, he does a private deal with the, with the person. Half million dollars, but the thing is, it's a commercial house. He signs it on a on a what do you call it? A residential form, privately. He ends up there's HST on commercial on the on the contract. It said HST included. He's thinking oh, no. on closing date, he's getting five hundred thousand dollars. Well, guess what? His <laughs> lawyer says you're getting minus thirteen percent right. of the five hundred, and he goes. Oh my God! And I said, Don, I go. Why don't you call me? Like, let me look at the contract. Yeah, yeah. I says that's why people hire realtors because that's a fifty thousand dollar mistake, yeah. and that cost him trying to do something privately. Mm-hmm. He should have called. I would. I would have looked at the contract and helped him out. No, you know, no cost. You know, just as a as a good friend. Yeah. But he thought he knew more. And, and it cost them. It did big time. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, holding offers and tips for landlords. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. RobGolfie.com. And they're all over social media. Find Rob Golfie on Facebook, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Still to come, some tips for landlords. BFF Weddings, and uh, these two gentlemen are going to be uh, going overseas. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, holding offers. Uh, let's talk about that. Some people are still playing the game of holding offers. Do you guys recommend it? It, um, it's, it's, uh, it? It's backfiring on a lot of agents, and they're still doing it, um, and they're and that's how they're getting the the agreement with the the client. Okay. And so real quick, maybe explain holding so, offers. What does that mean? So yeah. Hold- so we'll, we'll we'll narrow it down. It's it's you know it's like you have you list your house for a dollar when it's worth a dollar fifty, and you hope to get a dollar seventy five. Okay. And, and, and in, in a nutshell, that's basically what it is. Is you put it at a, at a really attractive um, listing price. You you label that there's no offers until a certain date, and then on that date you hope to have three or four offers, which, see, okay. which you know results in a um, competition. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that it's it's just a, a different style of marketing that was very popular, and actually it it, it, it um you know it was for the best fit of the client and the best fit of the house given the market that we were in during the spring because if somebody came with you know with the first offer you would say hey listen you know I think we're gonna get something higher mm-hmm. the next day so. You, you know, you, you would just push the offers back to a certain date and, right. and deal with the, them all on that date. And since the market's changed, you, you've seen some people adjust to the market. Some people have taken this out of their marketing plan. Um, however, some people are still doing it. So, you know, when it works, the, you look like a big hero and, and it looks really good. But more often than not, in this market, it, it hasn't been that successful right. as... as La- last year, we were holding offers till the end of May. This year, we were holding offers till the middle of April. That, so, so there, there was a six-week adjustment from right. last year to this year. So next year, it's hard to tell, but we know we can adjust. We know how to adjust uh, immediately when the market changes. Most people won't know that change till probably about thirty days later, and that's why sometimes they they put the house on the market, no offers for you know four or five days, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's not selling, and they they just can't understand. We know it. Immediately, I remember last last year at the end of May, uh, the first week of June, we put three houses up for sale right away. In the first week of June, boom, nothing. We had um, no no. We, we we held off offers on three homes. We only sold one, so we knew right away the market changed, right. and we adjusted to the we we adjusted to the market, and and then we were still selling houses, and people couldn't understand. We were still selling houses, <laughs> and other people. They were they were scrambling. They didn't know, uh, and that it, you know that's how we can adjust to the market fast because we do more volume, and that's how you know the market more. Uh, tips for landlords renting properties themselves. What are some of the biggest mistakes that landlords make? <laughs> oh, I got lots <laughs> this of is them. A long list. I got I we got thirty got, years of stories. We only have like three <laughs> minutes left in this segment, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Some of the biggest like there there's a lot. Especially inexperienced landlords, you know, it, it seems like such a great thing. It's hey, listen, I have some disposable income. Let's you know, let's invest it into a rental property mm-hmm. and, and see what happens. And all of a sudden, this you know, this person has this house and 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 they have it up and they're kind of you know walking around the house looking in it and saying, hey, listen, I need somebody in here right now. I don't want to carry this for two or three months. It's going to cost me X amount of dollars, right? right? So they want to get somebody in there right now. So what a lot of them do. Um, in terms of in terms of newer landlords, they'll you know they'll take a couple pictures, they'll fire it up on on you know various websites, but they'll take the first offer 
that or they the get. First, the first tenant. The first tenant Especially that he's comes. Because they yeah. just want to fill it. I just yeah, want some last month's rent he just wants, in cash. Yeah, he just wants to fill it up. He's all all worried about you know carrying. He doesn't want to make a mortgage payment on it. He's all right. worried about carrying it yeah. for from month to month. And he'll get you know an interested buyer and say, hey, listen, I want to make an offer. And you know this person doesn't even know this other person's name yet, mm-hmm. or or who they are, or what they do. But it's you know you got first and last month's rent. You know move in tomorrow type right, of thing. So right. that's that's the biggest thing. And then and then all of a sudden we hear, you know, we get the call, you know, how do I get this tenant out? <laughs> I, I, I'm locked into a lease. You know, this guy's a pig and, and this and that. Yeah. I want to sell my house and, and that sort of thing. So, so we'll get those calls. So, you know, Take your time in finding somebody. There's there's tons and tons and tons of good tenants out there. Tons, mm-hmm. right? You only hear about the bad ones. We only talk about the bad ones because those are the stories that get around, right? right yeah. But but just just take your time um, in, in finding somebody. The next thing is is do your do your you know due diligence. You know check employment history, um, check income, obtain a credit report, and and not just the score but the report. Right. Because because the difference between a score a score will tell you, you no. Know, It'll give you just 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 a, three, a number. Yeah, hopefully it's three digits, but yeah, just a number. <laughs> yes. The the report will give details such as you know different types of jobs they've had, where they've lived, their past uh, residencies, and and when you when you make them fill out an application, compare the application to the report, and if they don't match up, then obviously they're you know there's there's some you know there's they're lying, they're yeah. hiding something, yeah, they're yeah. hiding something, yeah. and, and that's 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 another great way to uh google it's always good to google them go on facebook and check every kind of uh, social media mm-hmm. about the people it gives you an indication of what uh you know who they are and what they're about and what 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 it's going to be yeah because um, i i mean i've had i've had a lot of great tenants but i'll tell you i've got stories on a lot of bad tenants <laughs> yeah and and it's because i you know i've been busy i'm a busy guy and and my main business is selling real estate not being a landlord and and I've been a you know a landlord and sometimes I've picked the wrong tenant because you know, you know I wanted to help out. I remember helping out friends when they have a friend or and they say hey Rob mm-hmm. you know my you know my cousin you know he, you know he's looking at this place that you have yeah and then you're like oh boy and I go listen are, if you're if you're on the hook for him but they always end up being <laughs> terrible people yeah. because they need they they there's need somebody there's a reason, there's a reason yeah. why that guy's calling me because he's not looking good yeah. on paper we got to take a break when we come back a couple more tips for landlords and we'll get into bff weddings you're listening to the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Let's go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. Find them online at robgolfie.com. And if you have a question for the Golfie team, email questions at robgolfie.com. More tips for landlords, and we'll get to BFF weddings in a couple of minutes. You don't want bad tenants, obviously. You guys are here to help people uh, move in and, and, and then have a great yeah, life so, in their apartment. Unit. So what happens is we help a lot of investors find find properties that, that in the end will end up helping them find find a tenant for them as well. And, right. and what happens is we always meet the tenant. You, there's a lot of stuff on Kijiji that goes back and forth. We'll always meet the tenant 100% of the time. And and, some, and we'll do a credit report too. Yeah, on yeah. Not, so not, yeah, so we, we always do our background check because we know if we're helping our this landlord get that tenant and this is a bad tenant. 
the call is coming right back to us, sure. right? Yeah. For example, if we put that, you know, if we, we arrange a tenant landlord agreement and it's a bad tenant, they're they're coming right after us. Um, the second thing is, is Google their name, right? If It's a quick Google search. It gives you a quick eye test. If you can get on their Facebook page, you know, sometimes there might be news articles about them for whatever reason. Um, if, they're, <laughs> if they're, you know, if they're working in the community, it's going to come up. And, right, and, and right. that way, it doesn't mean they're necessarily a clean person, but, you know, it, it shows that they are a good person and mm-hmm. hopefully they do have you know, the, the reputation to, to, you know, pay the rents on time and take right. care of the house. Can landlords or can you guys do police credit or police reports on individuals? No, we can't. Uh, okay. No, can't. no. Yeah. And the only way you can find out if, if you go search on uh, Google or, or go to the spectator and, mm. and p- punch in their name and right. see if they've And if something shows up, up. Yeah, there's, there's actually, I actually, I actually came across a, a neat little website. It's called badtenantlist.ca. So you've seen a couple people on there that have already put people on. So if you, if you do have a bad tenant, you know, it's, it's kind of a little, it, it's, it's, it's a little landlord database. Yeah, it's, it's a, a database. Little, you can have, anybody can put a, a bad tenant in there. You can put a picture of them so that it, it protects them, it, and it'll give them a hard time finding another place yeah. because if somebody Google's their name, right, they gonna will. It's going to show up that they're a, a terrible tenant. Yeah, and uh, wow. so it'll be that much harder because. You want to save the next landlord from having uh, sure. the uh, the agony of having this uh, tenant. Yeah. All right. We got a couple minutes uh, to talk about BFF weddings, and apparently they're keeping millennials from buying homes. Yeah. So what's happening is before people are homeowners, they're all about the extravagant wedding, all about the crazy bachelor party or bachelorette party, going mm-hmm. down to Vegas, and and there's just some numbers that that you know this report has put out and stating that you know. Your love or your your you know your desire for these extravagant weddings are are pushing back your you know your real estate goals by five to six to seven years, right? It's it's talking about the average what the average millennial is going to spend on weddings throughout their lifetime, whether that's you know gifts or destination weddings yeah. or bachelorette parties or bachelor parties, and it's you know it's it kind of breaks it down, but you don't re- really realize how much you're spending. Initially, you probably do, but when it adds up, <laughs> when it adds up, it's kind of, you know, there goes my down payment on my first house. You know, it, it took 20, 25 grand later. Yeah. It's, you know, all your friends' weddings are done. Half of them are divorced and, and away you go, right? Yeah. So, Well, I was reading uh, the report today and uh, uh, they were saying that millennials today take an average, this is an average, of nine destination bachelor trips or wedding, uh, you know, uh, receptions that they have to go somewhere. So yeah. it's travel and meals and the whole oh, kit and caboodle. Yeah. You know, you times that by, you know, the average price being about 2000 bucks. there's 20 grand right there. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. I remember the early 90s when there was that recession going on and all my friends were getting <laughs> married. Oh my God. T- t- I'm telling you, that was a killer. Yeah. That was a, that was a killer and and they weren't destinations but i was in in all the wedding parties right and, and that know, comes with cost yeah, oh new for sure suits, new shoes yeah exactly. everything um, gift yeah. and 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 then and then it's time too right yeah. you're trying yeah. to pull yeah. your way for the stag and dough and right and, and trying to volunteer and but, you know get prizes and then setting up the wedding mm-hmm. and it's it's it, it is expensive not yeah. e- not everybody can go on a destination yeah. wedding like not everybody like that's that's like like you said it's two thousand dollars a person mm-hmm. so it, it, if if a, a guy and his girlfriend are going, there's $4,000 there, yeah. and they're scrambling trying to save money. And meanwhile, him and all his friends are getting married, and they're all going <laughs> it's to a vicious cycle. Yeah. 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 So it looks like it's going to be Mexico since the Caribbean's been wiped out with hurricanes. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. We got two minutes. Uh, you guys are going away. What's going on? Yeah. We're going to, there's a, a Remax conference in uh, Portugal. And uh, Philip and I are going there to check it out, and we're always looking for different ways, different ideas, and how things are are, are done in different countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fly to the U.S. quite often, just to, with other top agents, and, and share ideas with them 
in, in the U.S., but I'm just, you know, there's something I'll probably find. I'm sure we're far more advanced than uh, the Portuguese people right, right. are, but it's all, there's always one little thing that I, I, I see. I go mm. to the, uh, I'll, I'll take every magazine that's uh, that they're offering, and I'll, I'll go to the offices, and I'll, I'll check everything out. And, and if there's anything I can implement for us here in Hamilton, I will do so, absolutely. Yeah. Knowledge yeah. is knowledge is power. Right? I, yeah. I, I believe in knowledge. It's, uh, it's all about uh, the old days, you say, tapes, books, and functions. So you read a lot of books, <laughs> you listen to a lot of tapes. Well, now it's CDs and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and MP3s, audio podcasts, podcasts yeah. and, 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 and you go to a lot of functions. I go to a lot of seminars and, and conferences, and it's amazing what you learn from them. So, mm-hmm. And I bring that back to, to here to our clients so yeah. that they're always ahead of uh, – Head of the edge on everything. Mention podcast. Uh, subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on yes, uh, Google uh, Google Play and iTunes. Uh, guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll check back with you in uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, enjoy the trip. Safe travels. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll see you. Take care, everybody. Another great show. You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back uh, next Saturday at nine on nine hundred CHML.